We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, everybody? Welcome into a Sunday Things I Think I Know About the Cleveland Browns podcast. It's myself, OBR Film Breakdown. It's Brad Ward, All Eyes on Cleveland. Obviously, both of us under that OBR Film. No, we're not both under the OBR Film. We're just both under the umbrella of the OBR parent company. We've got to get our branding right, Brad. So we are back with another edition. Now, I have to go away this weekend, so we're recording this on Friday night. So uh, we're a little premature with with what brad might ultimately write but we do have some things that we think we know that we're willing to talk about at this point and again it's fluid things could happen late night tonight hell devin bush signed with seattle at like one in the morning that came out so yes. you never know when these things are going to drop obviously saturday or sunday before you get to this pod uh, some of the uh, spots here that we're going to talk about could be solved so if that's the case we're still going to release this podcast but it would be kind of awkward so we'll hope that the status quo remains the same until Sunday morning or so at that point. But both of us are going to be talking about positions still needing addressed uh, with your Cleveland Browns. So it should be uh, some interesting taste here. Brad, go ahead. And um, first, man, let me know how your day's going. Everything on your end good, brother? Yeah, we're good. You know, I mean, free agency has been, I mean, for the most part, good. Like, you know, we're going to talk about some positions, right, that we feel like need addressed. But, I mean... It's hard, Jake. Like, they have done a good job, but to me, that still feels like there's a lot of work to do. Like, it's hard. Like, even Dalvin Tomlinson, like, I know this isn't even going to be my topic, but, like, if he gets hurt, it feels like you're right back at where you were last year a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think that Alex Wright should be edge number three. Like, I think he needs to be edge number four. So there's another thing they need to address. Like, these are all, it's all fluid, right? But, like, it doesn't feel like they're close to being done, and they've done a lot. So it's tough, right? It is tough. There's still a lot to, uh, still a lot to figure out here. Now, obviously, the caveat is you get the draft. You got, you got a lot of stuff here that can change some of that, right? I mean, Alex Wright went into last year as the 
third edge or whatever um, coming off. Like we didn't know what edge role he would be. The fourth guy would he be the third guy. They had Winovich injuries happen. There's a lot of unknown, but you know, when you sit here in our spot talking about this team, you just tend to look at it from the perspective of what do they need to fix? Right? Like, yeah, it's just, you're always kind of looking at it from that angle, in my opinion. So when that is the case, more often than not, you're going to pinpoint or poke holes in the roster while fully understanding as well that no, no team is ever complete, complete. Like you, you're going to have some holes on your yes. roster. That is inevitable, but you're obviously at the same token trying to eliminate as many of those roster holes as you possibly can. So we're going to poke at a couple positions, but if you've paid attention to what Brad and I have said many times over, it is, um, you know, it's fluid. A lot of things can happen quickly. And, you know, we fully understand that, the Browns are probably looking to address a lot of the things we're talking about, but there are still some some key talking points. So I'll let you hit lead off, Brad, and talk about what you think they need to fix still. Yeah, so, uh, you know, sense of urgency is at an all-time high for me this year. Like, I the worst-case scenario, Jake, would be, like, Stif- they have to go fire uh, Stefanski and hire another coach. Like, I don't trust them to hire a better coach. We've talked about this, right? Like, so... Uh, you know, self-preservation, all of that stuff goes into this. But, like, I don't think that they can... Like, so Paris Campbell signed a one-year, $3 million deal yesterday or the day before, and and that irked me because that feels like uh, a no... uh, like a, a just a, a risk-free kind of uh, shot, right? What's $3 million on a one-year deal? Nothing. Um, and I don't think that the Browns can leave free agency or the trade market without addressing wide receiver and just go draft, even, at, even if it's at 42, even if they don't trade back and they go at 42 and they get their best wide receiver, and even if it's like Downs, right, who's a polished mm-hmm. guy and I think can help right away. I still think they need another professional receiver before that or, or another guy on this roster. Like, because I don't know what, like, I'm not giving up on David Bell, but I, I can't bank on a breakout year from him. Like, that, if I'm Stefanski and Barry, I can't bank on that. I'm hoping for it, right? That'd be great. But I can't mm-hmm. bank on that. And if you're, we're looking at an uptick, and we talked about like targets for the third receiver being worth it. I think they're going to have 60, 70 targets for their third receiver. So you better have a good one, right? Or somebody that can do it. Um, so like there's Hardman, there's there's the Judy talks, which are kind of simmering down. Uh, there's Shark. Isaiah McKenzie was released from the bills today he's intriguing he's a you know coming off a 400 yard season his best season ever four touchdowns he got 62 uh targets 42 receptions i mean even something like that on a Mm one-year deal seems to make a lot of sense but i think they need to do something jake besides just draft somebody I see I see where you're coming from. I certainly see both sides of it. I'm interested to see what decision they make because to me it's like, okay, if you do bring in a third guy, I, I'm with you on the fact that like you're always concerned about losing people to injury, right? That's that's it's never gonna really leave for anybody in my opinion. Right. Because you're just always like the, the pessimistic view of your team is hard to ignore. Um 
But to me, you also have to consider that what if everyone's healthy and what are you doing with certain people? So I don't want to force myself. My continued thought about the draft is I really don't want to force myself into players due to positional need. And I'm going to talk about that with mine in just a little bit, but like it kind of pertains to this one as well, in my opinion, because what you're trying to do is solve a position in a way that if the right player is there, you can take him. But if the, if the, you know, if you have a player who's higher up at a different position, you're not forcing yourself to select that player. Right. Because what you don't want to do is, make a decision based on need uh, in the draft. Like you do to an extent, you don't want to overflow positions and things of that nature, but you know, if it comes down to an edge or a wide receiver, you don't want to have a higher graded edge than the wide receiver, but you feel like, well, we have to take that wide receiver. So I, I think, I think that a cheaper wide receiver would help, but again, that comes down to Brad, how they feel about the guys they have in house, because if they believe in David Bell and there was some tangible data that supports that he was finding himself open this year, um, if you if you believe in David Bell and you believe in your top two, and then the other wild card here is some of these others. How much do they believe in Jakeem Grant in a pinch? How much do they believe in Mike Woods? I saw some stuff from Mike Woods I liked. Unfortunately, too injured to get a comprehensive feel, but there were things from him that I liked. So if there are those things that they like, it starts to become, okay, if you go out and add somebody on the cheaper side – it does get crowded, and where are you gonna where are you gonna play that player? Now, if they go sign McCole Hardman, someone of that nature, like that player is gonna find time, like he, he's he's gonna play. I'm all about getting better players on the field, and you can displace people, but the sake of just getting a guy to get a guy, I would hope that there's some level of we believe this is a better football player, and we're willing to accept that maybe David Bell isn't gonna get snaps, right, or whoever else. I think it's. It's just like I, I'm into the idea of a wide receiver. Uh, you know, at the time, Campbell, I could be into these guys' cheaper prices, and, and we you just talked about the cheaper price of Campbell and all that came with that. You know, if Chark's a cheaper price or whatever, whatever, like I can get I can get down with it. But to me, I don't know how they feel about in-house, and I, and I also don't find myself as worried about that group as I am about some others, one of which we'll talk about. So. Yeah. I'm I'm fine with getting a receiver. It's just how they feel in house. This one to me feels like more than anything else. They're going to tell us how much they like their guys. Like they're going to they're just sure. going to tell us that by the decisions that they make here. I I guess I just I I'm at it like the health last year. You mentioned it, and I didn't even really get into it. But like the health last year was extremely lucky at wide receiver. Like they got by. Mm-hmm. Like, we felt going into the season, I think it was pretty consensus that, like, they don't have enough guys there, right? And they got by, basically, with Cooper and DPJ um, because they never got dinged. But you're not going to get that probably two years in a row. And so, like, does David Bell – like, I really like David Bell, but, like, he's not going to stretch the field – He's not like a dynamic. He's like a possession receiver, right? I just think like they need a different kind of receiver and maybe you can get that in the draft. But to your point, like, I don't think you want to pigeonhole yourself. I do think you need to uh, continue to address it in the draft because of positional value. And, and I know we're going to talk about that in a minute, probably, but like, 
um, just wide receiver is so tough right now. And we they found themselves here strangely at the in the second day because this wide receiver free agency class is so poor that the the market is really softened. Like no Paris Campbell at three million dollars. The you know yeah. I would have told very you little crazy. movement. Very little. Very movement. little movement. Again, as uh, we sit here on Friday night, so, so that could change, right? We had I, OBJ I, today talking about how he's fine wine that people want to pay a box wine price for, and all yeah, these things. He wants and fifteen like, to twenty, and he's dreaming. So, uh, man, what are you talking about? Yes. You, you're not finishing seasons. You're part yes. of constant drama. Like you gotta, someone's got to give you some perspective, my friend, because this is not. It's not happening. But anyway, I, that market needs to move at yes, some point soon. It does. And and I was vocal. I don't want just for the record, I don't want OBJ back. Uh, I've seen that movie. I, I just, you know, uh I I don't think I worry about his health and I, I worry about um the drama that he brings. Like he, he just not I know they I'm say he's a great teammate it. and all that, but I can't yeah. stand the um the body language, Jake. Like the body language yeah. Even if he's not vocally doing it, like the body language, and he's not getting touches, or they're losing, or whatever, it's infectious, and I don't, I don't want yeah. that any part of this locker room. Yeah, I'm not even considering. I mean, it's cool they've kept tabs and all that stuff, but I, I don't, uh, I don't see it happening. But to your general point, I'm, I'm good with either way. Okay. I truly am. I, I understand the desire for another wide receiver, and if they do go get one, I'm all about getting weapons. So I'm not going to be mad if they go sign McCole Hardman, right? You can use McCole Hardman. You can use DJ Shark. You can find ways. But, again, that's them saying, okay, we're comfortable with displacing David Bell, not giving Mike Woods chance to develop. And, again, that's how it goes. Guys like Mike Woods have to – you know, get their chance through injury issues or special teams ace guy who comes along. Like nothing should be handed to you in the NFL, right? Like you should have to earn those jobs. Here's the difference with that this year. Like I totally understand that. Like I want to give young guys an opportunity, but they have to win this year. So if you can eliminate the chance that you fail, uh, Mm -hmm by some degree, then you need to do it this year. Like, this is preservation of Stefanski's job. This is a massive season. There's no room for error. Like, so leaving it, like, I am all for in a normal season, like, I want to see what Mike Woods has. I'm intrigued by him, too. I think David Bell can be a good player. But, like, this year, I would be all about signing a one-year deal to one of these guys just to make sure that you have a professional receiver out there that can take like McKenzie, maybe they can get 60 targets, take make 40 catches, score four touchdowns. Because I don't know David Bell can do that. So Yeah, we um, don't have evidence. We don't have much evidence of it now. And if what that all looks like in a new offense. Go ahead. And if they don't, Jake, address it, then I do feel like they have to in the draft. Yeah, it does force them to. I think they're going to take one no matter what. But the point is you don't want to have to take one at a certain spot, right? Like yeah. that's the thing you're trying to avoid above all else is feeling like we have to take one at 42. We have to take one at 98. That's the stuff you want to avoid. For, like to me anyway, personally, but I think that they, mm-hmm. in a, in a perfect world, they would sign one of these guys to a one year deal. Like, I don't necessarily need you need like a three year deal or anything like, like I don't want anybody to be long-term. I just kind of want like a rental sort of like a one year deal mm-hmm. veteran. And then, and then draft somebody too. I feel like they need to do both. I, again, totally fine with that. I think that that is a fine way to go about it. I just, uh, I'm You're curious how much they want to. Co- yeah. I'm not as concerned. Yeah, I would rather like okay, if you rank it in front of me, 
what would you rather have a second stalwart type defensive tackle who can you know can play not great but you know can play or, or a um which what i'm going to talk about in a little bit of mike linebacker spending that money there which would you prefer i would prefer those others again though if they feel like they need wide receiver solved to the degree that you're talking about which again is fair then you know go out and solve it right yeah. like that's fine you have the money and there is clearly a open market here to make some of these things happen with these guys so yeah like I said, go go solve it, man. There's there's nothing wrong with that in my eyes. If I can if I can understand a little bit of where you're coming from, right? That's what you need to understand. Like yeah. I need to know why you feel like okay. If you feel that way, which is entirely possible because your roster's a little in flux there, then just I I hope that we can get an idea of like well, okay, well then what's the role for David Bell going to be? How are you going to continue to develop these guys? And to your point, which again I think again is fair, they're in a win now crisis, so you don't want to leave yourself in a position where your depth is strung out. You're, you're not able to figure it out and you can't overcome an injury or two because that's, that would cripple you. So I'm with it. Adding wide receiver town is, is a need. It's a need. I just am curious how big of a need that is compared to some of the other decisions. I still think they need to, to fix. So to, I, again, to your to, point, I'm agreeing with that. Yeah. To your point, like I think that, and I know you're going to talk about another position, but I think that, like edge, I think they need another edge. I think they need another defensive tackle too. So like this isn't the only position; it's just one that, um, like you know, I know they signed the tight end today, and I think he's a good fit and everything. But like they, they've addressed a lot of defense, and they still need to address more. It's just uh, on the offensive side, if they really are going to uptick and throw the ball more, then maybe you might want to add another weapon there. So that's all. Yep. Uh, Yep, I'm, I'm totally fine with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's take a quick break. We'll come back from that break. We'll talk about mine, which is pretty similar. Not the same, but similar. We'll be right back. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. All right, so we've seen these guys spend some money, Brad. We've seen them uh, obviously go out and get an edge, go out and get a safety, go out and get a defensive tackle. They haven't spent like crazy, but they have spent some money here, right? One-year deals, which we still need to see the guaranteed number here on Hurst and Tristan Hill to figure out what sort of faith they're putting in them. And they, and then, as you know, uh, guys listening to this by now, guys and, and, and ladies, whoever's listening to this, they went out and signed Jordan Aikens today, uh, a backup tight end type a second or third tight end, depending on how they view Harrison Bryant. I don't know what they'll do with him. That's sort of up in the air. But uh, they ended up spending like upwards of five, 5.2. It could get to that. We'll see if it actually does get to that number. Mm-hmm. Um, that's sort of the maximum of the whole thing. So uh, anyway, long story short, they should have some money to play with. But we're sort of going through all these positions, which is the exercise we're doing here, talking about wide receiver. We've both talked about liking not only getting a – defensive tackle that can play but one that could potentially get 500 snaps that'd be nice right and then a backup edge can get you you know 300 or so snaps uh to fill that role those are a lot of players and one that we continue to to not really talk about that they don't have anybody and maybe we don't talk about this because um they are just people think they're just going to bring anthony walker back i don't know but mike linebacker is wildly important and especially important in a new defensive system so i would prefer to have somebody there that has a pretty good feel for a defense not that you can't you know not just a defense but being able to handle calling a defense relaying communication all of that now again anthony walker is a fine player and a guy who i would like to you know have no issue bringing back i I would like that but but some folks have talked about because of the other things that they are going to be pursuing that a veteran minimum type linebacker would be who you go after. And I'm left to think like, okay, uh, that makes me nervous because Anthony Walker, who I consider to be a fine linebacker, Brad, but is not at the upper echelon of the group out there. He came back last year on about four and a quarter. So that's not that men you're talking about wanting to bring in a worse player than that right and and okay if you don't want to bring anybody in then that means you're <laughs> considering like jacob phillips or 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 something like reggie like ragging like what are you that's absurd, where does that yeah. come yeah like i just i don't see the fit there and it's not to me a position i, I don't want to pay linebackers a ton of money I'm, I'm generally not into that unless you have one of those guys right mm-hmm. but you can't skimp out altogether on this because again, it to me is a position of relative importance. You know, it's, it's a guy that does a lot of things 
mentally and physically for your team. So I think just chalking that one up to we'll get a cheap nothing player is a dangerous proposition to me. So listen, I'm 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 into to not spending a ton of money at linebacker, and really there's not many to spend the money on. Like I mentioned earlier, Devin Bush was a guy I was kind of into mm-hmm. um, as one of those development type guys you could come in and try to reestablish his career, but he even he's already signed. So I I don't know. I don't know what they'll do. There are some cheap types out there, but man, just like going into this season saying, ah, we'll get a cheap one. It makes me pretty uneasy, at least in my opinion. So I'm, I'm into the idea of figuring this out that that could mean some sort of trade. It could mean sign. Maybe again, bringing back Walker is enough. That solves it. I don't know. I, I don't know where they're at. There's not really been much outward connection. I'm not sure. But there are two names that I'm pretty interested in in the coming draft, right? Um, you know, and I'm I, I'm just going to say it. I, studying tape, I'm interested in both of these guys at 42, uh, if they're there, right? Trenton Simpson, Clemson, unbelievable testing. The tape is pretty good. I don't think he's as mentally good as the other one that I would really, really be into at 42, which is Jack Campbell from Iowa. Um, I would be into either of those guys if they're sitting there at 42 and – Listen, I know that some people will say, well, you know, they don't take they don't want to take linebackers that early, blah, blah, blah. Well, they took JOK. So they're they're clearly willing to go spend on a linebacker at that spot if they really like him. And man, like to me, Simpson and JOK, or my first preference, Jack Campbell, that's a deadly linebacker pairing. And and you would have young, affordable contracts at that position to then continue to spend a bit more on other positions. So I'm again, best player available. I'm not trying to hunt down the need here. I would like them to have that solved so they don't have a need uh, at that spot. But those are the two backers. Jack Campbell is number one for me uh, by, by a healthy margin, but Simpson, I would also be into at 42 as well. So that's a route I'm willing to go. I do not want to start. And, and again, I don't even know who some of the names are like Rashawn Evans, right? Like, some of those types, I, yeah. I don't want to start those guys as the Mike backer. So okay. I just think we're overlooking from a position of need, Brad, this linebacker spot as one that they really, he's going to, this guy's going to play like Mike yeah. linebackers don't leave the field a ton. It's like a, it's an 800 snap or more position at times. So I'm just a little uneasy about that. And there's sort of a big, big giant helping of shrug your shoulders about it. And I'm like, are we, should, we don't think we should be doing that here. So yeah. That's right. Um, so I was going to ask you about these guys. So there's Bobby Wagner, probably unlikely, right? Uh, I mean, I don't know why it would be unlikely, though, Brad. He could. I mean, does he want to win? The Browns are in a win now yeah, mode with sure. a lot of talent. Okay. So it's a matter of like, that's, that's a, the, the same question comes with Calais Campbell. What do those guys want? They've been right. around so long. They're, 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 you know, Bobby's a Hall of Famer. Calais is maybe a Hall of Famer, close to it. D- are they going to play for $5 million? Probably not. They want probably like 10 million to play right. a year. So that's, that's the question. What do they want to play now? That, that's an all in push though, Brad. Like if you go get Bobby Wagner for a year who proved he could play last year, you're all in man. Like that's, that is yep. the sign of an all in move. I'm sure you would agree with me on that. I do. Uh, you mentioned Rashawn Evans. You're not into that. The only reason I, that I, that I'm like, okay, is because he has played with Schwartz before. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a link there, but you're right. He isn't. I don't think he's as good as Anthony Walker. Um, you know, I don't know anything about Nicholas Morrow. He seems like a real cheap guy that, that they got linked to early. 
But the other guy that I would, that's also a $4 million a year guy or projected that way that could fill that role is Denzel Perriman. Would you have a problem with that? No, he's a tackle machine with the Raiders. I, right. I, I have no problem. I was, I was also interested in um, the, the, Chargers cat, I drew tranquil. I was interested in him yeah. too. But I just haven't heard the Browns connected to any of these guys. So like, I'm kind of at the situation right now where I am. I'm like, what's what's going on here? What like, there's just been zero traction on a position that I know you don't want. They're the linebackers or the running back of the yes. defense in terms of contract perception. It doesn't miss me. I understand that, but I also just don't want to like pack in a player that is going to be on the field for a ton of snaps. Like he's going to play and he's going to play an important role where he's the vocal leader of your defense. Normally now they could go a different direction. Thornhill or Delpit could, could be the relay of stuff like that could happen. But you know, again, that linebacker role is important and I just don't think it can be overlooked and, and brushed away. Like it's nothing. So if they do get to 42 and they really love Campbell or they really love Simpson, two athletic testing freaks who Campbell again, like, I don't even know if Campbell makes it out of the first round, Brad. I really don't. I think he's special. I think he's really special. So if he's there at 42, I, I mean, I could not be any more emphatic about, like, dude, take that guy. Solve Mike Linebacker for the next five years, perhaps longer. The guy's just – he's just a, a worker grinder. And, like, I continue to think, you know, some of these teams in the division, Baltimore – now they let go of Roquan. I guess isn't Patrick Queen a free agent? I didn't even think about that. Um, Is he a free agent? I actually don't know if he's a free agent. I haven't heard any talk he's about not him. Not on right? my list, but he he, he might not be. I'm I'm not. He might not be. But like, it seems like teams in the division Steelers have drafted these backers, and I know the draft didn't work out with Devin Bush, but teams are emphasizing this position, and I just wouldn't mind having. If you're not going to invest a ton in defensive tackles all the time. Like having two rip roar and SOBs at linebacker for a while here who can really range are fun. And again, like teams like the Chiefs have invested in linebacker, right? Like they've mm -hmm. invested in backers. Cincinnati has invested in linebackers. Teams that are winning football games, the Bills have invested at linebacker. It is a spot that teams invest in and like to have young, cheap deals. So I'm just very, very interested in, in more than interested. Like, hungry for one of them if they're there at 42. Put it that way. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, it's certainly intriguing, right? It's just, like, here's where I, I – the only thing I push back on, and when it's, it's going to be what anybody would say about taking linebacker with, like, your the Browns don't have a first-round pick for a couple of years, and you're at 42, and, and they may trade back or whatever, or maybe at 42 you want one of these guys. It's just, like – the positional value at the end of the four years, right? Like, so you get, uh, and maybe Campbell is like a Hall of Famer, right? If you think he's that special, then it's worth it, right? But like, um, like right now, like if JOK, if, if you had to extend him right now, like he probably wouldn't get a very, very big deal. And he was a really good pick, right? And he's a good player. We think he's an ascending player. But like, if you hit on a wide receiver there, you're talking about saving, you know, $60 million over the next three years as compared to like 15 if you hit on linebacker. Yeah, I'm with it. It's the it's the thing for me, though, is it's pick 42. It's not a top 15 pick where if you were to take like the Devin Bush trade was unbelievable. They moved into like pick 10 to mm -hmm. get him. And I'm like, 
yeah, if it's a pick right there, I do think he has to be to get value out of that. He has to be, you know, I don't know if he needs to be a hall of famer, but he needs to be a multi-time all, all pro. pro player, yeah. you know, like really, really damn good. But again, I think a thing that we're doing a little bit of, and I have to check myself at times with this is thinking that our pick 42 is our first round pick when really it's, it's not, it's the 42nd. It's not, pick. It's not. It, but like, it's not. So you can't, if you look at it as we have to hit these certain thresholds, I think that's where it can get a little slippery because this is my opinion. If you if you try to like treat it like an early pick with early value, that's where you can like ignore some spots where the value is right and you can just like sort of miss out on 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 like we have to get I understand the first round. You got to get edge, tackle, wide receiver, quarterback, it's very limited corner. I'm all about those things in the first round, but in the second round, you're talking about the 42nd most talented slot in the draft. So I'm at that point just looking in the same way I was back with the JOK pick. Who's the most talented player here, right? Now, again, if there's, say, Josh Downs is there at 42, or um, lately I've been doing these mocks, and I even posted about it the other day. I'm sure you saw it, Brad. But there are some really good edge players there, like the BJ Ojolari was there, Felix yep. Anadike Ozoma is there. Those guys, I'm fine with them taking. They're a very talented guy. Now, we'll see what it actually shakes out to look like. Like, I did one today. Pro Football Network Simulator is just all over the map. It's so – it's the one that is the worst right now. No offense to them, but it's really bad. Yeah. Like, they had Zay Flowers there at 42. There are a lot of guys yeah. that I would be pretty interested in at 42, and I'm not trying to, like, lock the Browns into taking a backer there. But if you're at 42 and – Jack Campbell is there. Like he is the top 15 talent in this draft. Like I, I, okay. I think he's a I'll top 15 to, to 20 type of talent in this draft. And I, I've shared it lately with Corey Kennan when we talk about draft stuff and Corey's not shy about some of the love he has for, for him too. Like it's, it's, he's an impressive player. So now if the Steelers, like somebody responded to me, a Steelers writer today, and they're like, Jake, we're taking him and they're taking him at the top of the second round. You start to move forward with it, Brad. I think it does get a little dicey. Mm-hmm. But at 42, you're not you don't have a pick of the litter of the spots that you that you normally would. So I am all about taking value. If you can get the right wide receiver, if you can get the right whatever edge corner, not corner in this draft. But I think, you know what I'm saying? I, yeah. I'm all about the positional value, but also kind of trying to keep an eye on. You need re, you, you just need good players, too. And, and, and I think that. When it gets to 42, some things can slip through the cracks, which is, to me, what happened with JOK, where I, I, I again believe if he if he stayed healthy last year, he would have, you know, he would have been just fine in terms of coming on in his second year and all that stuff. So yeah. I believe he's still a really good player, and he's, he's destined to show yeah, it here too. Yeah. before we know it. But, I mean, pairing him with somebody like Campbell or Simpson is not going to be something that I'm like, that's a disaster. So I'm willing and able to be, like, talk – like, I, I would like that draft for them but i would love to have it solved before the draft brad i would like them to go re-sign anthony walker or spend a little bit on perriman and have that position taken care of so that you're not feeling like oh we have to take campbell here even though we love josh downs well we got to solve mike back we have no other choice let's take him here you know what i'm saying yeah um it's weird that the the Walker thing just hasn't already taken place. Like there was, I just haven't heard interest. enough about like, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't and heard anything. Players have spoken out like we want our leader back. I forget who said that or whatever. 
that has been the nice thing to see that they've been vocal about that. Yeah, I agree with that. And like, just bring him back. I mean, come on, I don't understand what the holdup is here. Like, so he was playing great, right? And uh, so I, I don't I wonder how he's doing on the quad tear recovery. That's that's, a, that's, ooh, that's, that's the question, a right? That's the question. Yeah. And and then um, yeah, so I get it totally. Um, and I and I I understand what you're saying. Like, so if you do value him and look at at like Jack Campbell as like maybe like a, somebody a lot of people have first round grades on him and you can get him at 42 then that makes a ton of sense but like uh and i think that's the reason the browns the only reason the browns drafted jok if i'm right. honest brad right if he was the 45th player on their board or whatever the number he was selected at i just don't i don't think they would have taken him but i think they had a first round grade like talked about Agreed. it like we if we didn't take you know we didn't take newsom here we were we we're gonna take They're him gonna so take i think it, it, yeah. it would it would have to be a similar vibe right yep. a similar vibe there and that would come together, but I don't know how they value him. I, I would love to see maybe some smoke about them liking him in the pre-draft or something to start really feeling like that's serious. But uh, I, it, when you get to 42 and it's, it's just, it's so weird where, you know, you're picking there and you obviously want to do the first round types of spots. You're mm-hmm. all in, I'm all in on that, but you also understand, Hey, you know, would we rather take the fifteenth best or fifteenth's a little loose there, uh, eighth best edge, or the best linebacker we have with the high grade? Like, yeah, that's where it gets dicey. So I, I just am saying, as I sit here right now, I think I, I think I feel pretty comfortable in being uh, the take being I would be very happy with either Simpson or Jack Campbell if they if they went that route at forty two or slid back. But I don't think Campbell's there, and Simpson tested so well, I don't think he's there either. At yeah. 42 uh, uh sliding back at 42 there's an outside shot sliding back i don't see any shot at all listen so I, I can be talked into it like like with i don't what want to trade up though i don't want to jok Campbell. trade no. up put it that way yeah so um and uh i can be talked into it uh you know i think in a perfect world i would rather just if Walker's healthy, resign him, and then you know. Mm-hmm. But I get your, I get where you're coming from. Like if he's a special player, and they feel like that that they can lock that down for a long time, and he's gonna be like an All Pro, and then you have him and JOK, like that's fantastic. I can see envision that and see them envisioning that. So I can get behind it. Uh, I, I guess my dream scenario is like downs at 42 right or or whatever mm-hmm. like and that's like i don't so. like the drew sanders kid out of arkansas a lot of people like him a lot i'm not i'm not in on that one but okay um there's there's really a bunch of will linebackers in this draft um like dorian williams types uh the you know which would would duplicate over jok but there's like three mike backers here that could matter and i i would i'm very into very into Campbell there uh, at that spot, but but again, I'm not I'm not forcing it. I'm not like, oh, Campbell's there at 38, got to move up. If he lands in your lap, I'm interested. I'm not yeah. JOK moving up for that, right? It's so, interesting. You'll see how play uh, plays out. Both scenarios that we talked about it will be uh, intriguing for sure. For sure. All right, Brad. Anything else we think we know before we get out of here? I know nothing. We know nothing. Remember, I that, think folks. I think I I think I know nothing. No, I think kidding. I think I know nothing. That's what we got on a Sunday. I don't know anything. No. We will see if any other moves happen. Sorry if we uh, recorded this too early and stuff pops off, uh, which would be you know, which would be a good thing. Actually, uh, good. Stuff yeah, it were, were to happen, but but um, you know, maybe this one catches you before they do any of that stuff, and it's still a worthwhile podcast for you to listen to. Thanks for being here today, listening to the OBR, supporting us. We continue to write a ton of stuff on these prospects. Brad doing a great job keeping everybody up to date on best free agents available. We wrote up 
all three angles from the big names they signed. We'll do the same. Um, we'll do the same here with Jordan Aikens too, where we're going to look at film, look at numbers uh, in terms of their analytics profile. And then we look at their uh, contract as well. So check all three of those layers out and become a VIP member. It's only a dollar for your first month to see if it's worth your time. But with that, you get access to these articles. You get access to ask the insiders among many other things, great conversation points, all the above. So check it out. Join us, support us at the OBR as we work hard to give you the best Browns coverage out there for Brad, for me, the OBR film breakdown and all eyes on Cleveland. We appreciate you guys being here. Have a fantastic Sunday. Go Browns. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.